Matt Lautner coming to you live on a Friday afternoon. Joined today by Blake Nelson of the uh, American Mania and Jew Association, the Executive Vice President, and then Lindsey Brook, the Junior Activities Director for the Mania and Jew Association. And uh, just ask these folks to come on and uh, give a little bullet points on the Junior Nationals approaching in 30 days. Seen on your guys' Facebook this morning. Can you tell me where the Junior National is located in 2023, as well as shouting out your junior board members? Yes. Uh, good morning, Matt. Uh, thank you for having us on here. Uh, so this summer's Junior National will be in Grand Island, Nebraska, and that will be June 19th through the 24th, uh, 24th which is a Monday through a Saturday. And um, I, our 23 board of directors um, for the AJMAA, our president is Emma Preston, our vice president is Rachel Rogers, our secretary treasurer is Maria Cup, and then the rest of the board members are Madison Jolliffe, Abby Stahlbomber, Kendra Folkert, Cameron Lutke, Devin Morton, Parker Lockhart, Tyler Loudon, and Laramie Blakely. So uh, just tell me a little bit about Junior Nationals. For, uh, someone listening that has never been there before, could you list the activities that the kids can, I know that the entries have already passed, but list some of the, the show experience for the juniors uh, that show week. You bet. Uh, so something that is kind of uh, neat and sort of special um, to our breed is that we don't have a minimum age. So uh, kids can start showing as soon as they can kind of lead one in the ring. Um, so that, that has really been kind of a neat thing that we have to offer our um, members and different exhibitors and so um, in addition to that we also have a program that we call our littles program uh, and that is especially for those little kids that are ages like four to eight nine ish um, so in addition to the show and the different contests that we offer we also do an afternoon activity um, for them each day that lasts about an hour uh, for the past few years that has been um, headed up by some of your fellow Iowans um, Sheila and Kaylee Miller um, they have kind of retired from that, but we will continue to do the uh, the Littles activity. But they come and they decorate cookies. They, you know, make some sort of craft or whatever, and, and it's just kind of a neat experience um, for those exhibitors. Uh, something else, um, we don't actually require contests. Uh, we do seven different contests. That would be, you know, skill building, leadership, um, different things, speech, salesmanship, team fitting, livestock judging, quiz bowl, photo, video, showmanship. Um, all of that sort of thing. And so even though we don't make them participate in those, um, we do get a lot of participation. And we get just as much participation in the stuff you would think, like livestock judging, showmanship, team fitting. Our quiz bowl is also one of the biggest contests that we have. Um, we usually get over 400 kids that do that uh, as well. So, you know, for not making them do it, they still kind of want to do it. Um, so that's another thing that's kind of fun for us. We were also, uh, we were the first to have the kickball, um, and that's a really that's a really fun thing that we do, uh, that we get a ton of participation in with the kids and adults. Um, you know, I think that we try to do a good job of kind of mixing our adults with our kids so that it's not just it kind of gets, it's a family affair, kind of gets everybody um, participating, and just those are kind of some of the, I suppose, high points, and then obviously we've got a nice cattle show, too, at the end of the week, so. You betcha. That sounds really fun, and I did not know personally that uh, there was no age minimum. So uh, yes. that's, that's an awesome deal that you do for the kids. So I definitely want to talk to you about the hyped-up event that I've been seeing a little bit on Facebook over the last couple of weeks on Brett Carter's page. But uh, um, could, just to finish this deal off, 
Could you tell me how many states, uh, on average, you guys get coming to your junior national, and then the total number of kids that will show up and exhibit animals? Yep. So this year, um, and uh, most people know, um, we do this event with the American Canina Association. Uh, so this year, um, there are 29 different states that have signed up um, as of our entry deadline was May 10th, and we've got right at around 655 kids. This is a question I want to ask Blake, but I'll ask you as well. Grand Island, I'm somewhat familiar with it, but uh, what is your favorite steakhouse or place to eat in the evening um, out there in Grand Island? Probably the favorite place that we go to, um, it's right outside of the fairgrounds, is it's called Texas T-Bones, um, and it's a little steakhouse kind of sports bar type place, um, and it's it's really good. It's right outside, just right outside the gate. There's a lot of hype going on about a, a wrestling match between Kent Jakey and Bob May. Is that still going to go down? Did you find yourself uh, some wrestling match? We did, man-to-man -man at the Grand. We've got Kung Fu Kent and Sugar Ray May. Uh, you know, we got to kind of keep – there's a little bit of – oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Suspense. Um, we'll have some more details here as we come closer, but the outfits and the wrestling mats have been secured. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to attend, but I guarantee you that video that gets posted, hopefully there is one. I'm sure there will be. Uh, oh, yeah. That'll be a viral moment in time. I'm 100% I'm sure of that. Here's another question. Is Bob May going to have to have one hand or one leg tied behind his back? <laughs> you know, Kung Fu, um, since he has some, <laughs> oh, I don't know, I guess, real-life karate experience, I suppose, um, from that little you know, hero situation he was in in Oklahoma City. I don't know. I mean, Jakey's pretty confident. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, yeah, he, he's building <laughs> himself up. That's what you got to tell yourself, right, man? He uh, he, he knows he might have been. We all know. He might have been law-dogging it with someone that was under the influence of something, <laughs> maybe. But uh, this is Sugar A. May. He's legendary for his uh, high school and college wrestling career. I don't I don't think he's got a shot in heck, personally. But, uh, Blake, I'm glad that you joined in here. That's going to be a lot of fun regardless, and I'm sure that Bob will go light on Kent uh, that day because I'm sure he doesn't want to inflict any long-term injury on Kent. Like we'll make sure paramedics are on hand just in case. The insurance policy has also been updated. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Great to hear from you, Blake. We went through most of the Junior Nationals questions that I had had for Lindsay. Um, I guess just as you are the executive uh, vice president of the Maine Association, and uh, there's a lot of excitement in the breed right now. And I guess I just had a few questions for you about that. Going back to the Ohio Beef Expo, the high uh, gross as well as its high sale average was the main NG breed, even in front of the semis and the Angus. Um, and then Denver, of course, there was uh, just a lot of excitement about the breed sales and, uh, of course, the um, high selling lot in the sale out there in Denver was something that everybody was talking about. But anyhow, um, as you think about the growth and the excitement right now, mainly the excitement from my point of view, uh, what do you think is responsible for the for all the excitement in the main NG breed right now? Well, Matt, I think a big part of it is our breeders. And, uh, you know, that's generic, but I'll expand on that just a little bit. Just the fact they've you know, they've stayed true to the course and, and through the years have made cattle better when we weren't so popular and have uh, tried to adjust, you know, with 
the past, you know, main cattle were really hot there in the 90s, early or late 90s too. And, uh, you know, then we had some issues. I mean, we'll just be straight up about it. Uh, had to get birth and some things under control. And the breeders have done that and made these cattle. Uh, to me, the modern mayonnaise use as good a beef animal as there is walking. Uh, just thinking about form to function, but also production. Uh, and, and it is. I mean, the breeders have made the cattle extremely good and, uh, to me, pretty versatile uh, and can complement a lot of the other cattle out there in the world today. And and luckily, folks are taking notice. So uh, I really do. I mean, it's the breeders are the ones that, that have built the beasts that are working today. Yeah, there's just a lot of folks doing it the right way right now. Oh, like I wanted to hop in here. As far as like Maine and Jew goes, uh, it's basically the only breed, in my humble opinion, that you can lean on to raise you outside of the production side and the commercial side of it. Uh, a good Maine and Jew cow can raise you a world-class show heifer and a world-class show steer out of the same cow, and I don't think there's any other breed that can do that, especially you know when you think about Simmies and Angus and uh, Herefords yeah. or whatever. Now, I'm not trying yeah. to put those other breeds down. It's just an exciting time to be in the main deal. But uh, you're not giving up much in terms of the commercial side either. So pretty exciting, I would yeah. say. One hurt, Just name one hurdle or obstacle for the breed to uh, think about going forward over the next five to ten years. To me, uh, one of our obstacles is just, uh, you know, getting more folks to give us a chance. And that's happening more and more every day. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, my grandpa, if he were alive, he might not say jump on a main issue right away, but then when I showed him today's cattle and showed him what they can do, he would be a big fan. And I think we run into that a lot where people think about how things were 20, 25 years ago. And uh, once they take a look at these cattle or use them, uh, then it's Katie bar the door they're on. You know, they, they want to get more of it. So. Um, that's just spreading that word and giving folks to give us a shot. And uh, those that have, I think, uh, have had a great experience. And, you know, back to one of your points earlier, uh, Matt, and I don't want to chase rabbits here, but uh, you were talking about our breed, the ability to, you know, transmit that phenotype regardless what uh, avenue you want to go down. Uh, that's something that Josh Cripps pointed out after he came to work for us a couple of years there. And, and I think it's true that, our breed probably breeds as true phenotypically as any breed out there. Um, I mean, you get a cow that is built this way, lots of times that's what she's going to throw, uh, regardless what you put on her, and a bull, vice versa. And I think, and I mean, we've all worked with other breeds, that's not always the case. So that is one of our strengths. But back to the obstacle side is just, uh, you know, really just uh, getting that opportunity to show them what the, the modern cattle are about. Um, and, uh, you know, overcome some of our past. And I feel like we do that more and more every day. I mean, and folks like you that are seeing those cattle and promoting them, I mean, that, that helps us abundantly getting them out in the country. So uh, we're excited about the, the ride we're on right now and uh, just want to make sure as a breed we all stay the course and keep making them good and things will be just fine. I know that, Lindsay, you've been at the Maine uh, Association for – I mean, I don't want to age you, but 15 years, is that right, or less than that? 10 years? No, that's right. 15 is right. As <laughs> uh, you guys and Blake, you've been at the main association since what year? Uh, 2015. Okay. 
So over the course of your guys' career, even before you came to the breed to work for it, um, what person, breeder, or anything else, what uh, individual has had the most impact or changed the breed? Uh, take that question and just go with it where you want. Well, I, I think it's tough to pinpoint one breeder. I mean, there are a couple of breeders that uh, we see a lot of their prefixes floating around right now on uh, cattle that are working um, and uh, have done a, a tremendous job moving forward. But if I'm going to have to pick one person, and I think you'd agree with me, it would have to be John Boddicker. Um, You know, John was my predecessor here. And, um, you know, he was with the cattle uh, through the ups and downs and with the main breed. And, uh, you know, I think it'd been real easy for John to check out when things weren't quite going the breed's way, but he stayed, uh, true and, and kept the, the boat going and, and helped get it back on course. And we're getting to see a lot of the benefits from that today. I, you know, I think from the time that I started until now, uh, you know, obviously John is one of my mentors and I, I, totally agree with what Blake says and I think that we've both been very fortunate in here that we are supported by all of them big small whatever um, and that's something that we can you know kind of hang our hats on too and they've all they've all you know they're all friends everybody's friends we all kind of get along and we just that's the funnest part too of working here is just kind of the family of people and everybody trying to work towards the same goal of making good cattle as I was waiting for you guys to hop on here, I just wrote down three names, and uh, I wrote down Gerald Buck, John Boddicker, and Max Redgate. So I at least got yeah. uh, thinking along the same Those lines. Those three the so. Yeah. yeah. So I was just going to say, John's already on our Hall of Fame here, and I'm sure those other two will be in time, um, just and amongst many. But you're right. You're right. Those are three good names. I'm sure that many of the listeners would know who Gerald Buck is, and Max Redgate was really popular main breeder in the 80s and 90s, and uh, currently in the year 2023, he's running a low birth weight um, main and Jew herd, so EPD low birth weight, so a negative birth weight herd in, there in uh, northwestern Oklahoma. I'm sure that many people would know him, but some might not. Anyways, uh, still active, so has several hundred cows, and he's uh, changing the he's hard. in his career. Yeah, and, and Matt, he's our largest register of cattle every year. And uh, like you said, a lot of these younger folks may not remember the days of DJ Reflector and some of those bulls that that Max had that, you know, that uh, did really well, but has stayed with the breed. And, and he's one that feeds those cattle a lot into the commercial sector with replacements and, uh, and different things and uh, is quite a cattle breeder. He and his family did a phenomenal job. And uh, we are thankful for folks like that. Yeah. yeah, so if you're listening to the show and looking for a low birth weight uh, EPD uh, main energy bull, reach out to Max. So anyhow, to uh, finish up this deal, I uh, just had one last question for both of you. Um, do you have a lighthearted story from your time working at the main energy association? Um, uh, the funnier, the better. If something crazy that happened, go ahead. Well, that would get tough. Lindsay, do you want to go or you want me to go ahead? Go ahead. Okay. I, I, we really, and, and I say this, you know, probably one of our obstacles, too, is we have a small staff, but I think it's one of our strengths because, uh, you know, we're really a, a party of six if you want to just get down to it. And uh, we're fortunate uh, with the crew that's on the road, Lindsay, Josh, myself, and Riley, uh, Barber, um, 
you know, we get a lot done with the small group that a lot of, of bigger staffs maybe do the same thing, but uh, we're efficient. But I do want to brag on my staff just there. I shouldn't say my staff, our staff just a little bit, Matt, is, you know, this crew, all of them can flat out when it's game day, they can, they're gamers. And uh, it doesn't matter if one of us is out or one of us is sick. Uh, we know everything's going to be just fine because the others step right in. And so that makes it a lot of fun. And we do, you know, that uh, now that we have Congress in Denver and we have, what, a 12- or 14-day run there uh, between of not being home, being on the road, of cattle shows and a couple big sales, um, you know, it would be real easy. And there's probably times that uh, I wouldn't say it gets tense. We all get tired. Uh, but we handle it pretty good. And uh, just like any family, we can get a little frustrated, but nothing goes too far. And on a, a, the light side of that, Matt, every year, or at least the last few, uh, when we get through with that, that selling show at Denver, um, we typically will go out and have a good meal, maybe a steakhouse, but it's amazing. They would probably think it's crazy if people in Denver saw an SUV roll up with like five people jamming out the gangster rap and uh, and going nuts because that's kind of how we release. And uh um, whether it's right or strong, it's kind of comical to see everybody's favorite. But uh, my best Lindsey Brooks story is in 2000, I think it was 15, maybe it was 16. But anyhow, uh, we bought a bull called Blaze of Glory in Louisville, and uh, he won the national Simmental Bull Show. And uh, we had a big, giant, like, Ryder Cup style cup that we won. It was uh, about the size of a five gallon <laughs> bucket. You probably don't even remember this, Lindsey, but. Uh, we, we mixed up some cold beverages in that five-gallon bucket-looking Ryder Cup, and and we were drinking uh, some cold beverages out of that deal that night. And I just remember you saying, these lodgers need to come to more shows. That's what you told me that night. <laughs> you know, anyway, I generally like to have a good time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I guess since I have you on the phone, Blake, uh, I will ask you for one non-biased review um, before he was famous, a uh, little bull by the name of BBR Ma Mafia Max was uh, out at the Blind Badger Ranch after Colorado State Fair. And I just wondered if you could tell the audience that might not have seen him in person or as a baby, if uh, you could just talk about the bull and how he looked and, you know, just anything you thought about yeah. Mafia Max before he went to OKC. You know, I, I got to see him there in August, so it wasn't, I mean, he hadn't been weaned long at all. Um, out at Brian's in Colorado, and it was a 95-degree day, you can imagine. And he walked out there, and I, I looked at Fox, and I'm like, what is that thing? Um, he's an impressive a bull, yearling bull, or we went in yearling, a weanling then, as I've seen since I've been with the breed, just in terms of one that combines, you know, all the boxes we check is, you know, he was standing there and kind of threw his head up with a nice pose, and you know, like any time we see a pretty one, you're thinking, man, I, I hope he can move. I hope he can have some muscle and power. And, uh, you know, he turned and went away, and I was impressed there. But his feet and legs, uh, to me, for being a, a high main, uh, some of those things he brings to the table where you don't have to sacrifice. You know, you don't have to give up look or muscle to get flexibility and soundness and a good foot. And uh, he was just really impressed. And like I said, I saw him. 
not not i mean he had hair but he wasn't like he was you know january haired up and saw him not long after winning on a hot day and and he was an impressive beast then and and i'm sure now he still looks the part but uh and then on top of that you know finding out the genetics after that of what's behind him with that cow and the strength he has there um you know i was very excited and I, I think Matt, you had already, if I remember right, had seen him or maybe already made an offer or maybe even bought him. I'm not sure, but I was darn glad he was going somewhere where the world could have access to those genetics because I don't care what breed he is, you got to be proud of that one. Actually, bought that bull in April last year, and uh, as well. Okay, as, uh, so you bought him early. I didn't realize that. So yeah. I yep. do appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you for joining me. It went a little longer than expected, but the conversation was really good and informative. And uh, looking forward to going back to OKC in Denver this coming year. Uh, yeah, we're going to make Denver our featured bull display. We're done sure going back to OKC. And can't wait to see all the main NG breeders next winter. And good luck with the Junior National here coming up in a few weeks, okay? All right, thanks, Thank man. Thank you. Yep, have a great day. We'll see you. Bye. Out of bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. Soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing screaming. Fiending for money and over life of a West Side player with Calista.